Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, um, the other thing we want to chat about today, though, is the Leave Our Leave campaign. And it's been launched outside of Leinster House today. And the whole goal of this is to try and change the legislation to allow women to defer maternity leave following a cancer diagnosis. Because as things currently stand, anyone who's diagnosed with a serious illness during pregnancy has to use their maternity leave to cover the associated treatment. And there's actually about 60 women a year who face a cancer diagnosis during pregnancy. Erica Tierney from Kildare is one of those and she's with us here on Lunchtime Live today. Erica, thanks a million for joining us on the programme. Would you mind just sharing a little bit of your own experience with us, first of all? Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andrea, and thanks for highlighting our campaign. Um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in pregnancy in September 2019 um, and I was diagnosed at 30 weeks pregnant. And because my cancer was quite advanced, I had to actually have a mastectomy at 33 weeks pregnant. Um, and then I needed to have my baby, my baby girl, Rosha, who's now two and a half. I had to be induced and have her a little early in order to start my treatment, including chemotherapy and radiation and hormone therapies as soon as possible. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the background to my diagnosis. Rosha was born in, in 2019. Um in November and three weeks later I started chemotherapy um, and I was on active treatment for the entire duration of what would have been my maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and I guess at the time I assumed that I would revert to illness leave you know any other time in life when you're sick you're on illness leave um, so I just really feel that that should be the case when you're on maternity leave too. Um, can you tell us I suppose how you how you find out um that you about your cancer, Erica, or what, what symptoms you had, or what, when did you notice this at thirty at thirty weeks pregnant? Yeah, so coming to the end of my pregnancy, so I guess in and around twenty eight weeks, um, I would have discovered a lump. Um, and luckily for me, I have a sister who's a midwife, so I asked her what she thought, and she was explaining that there's many changes to the breast during pregnancy, but of course to go to the GP and, and get everything checked out. So. Then my GP referred me to the, there's a national rapid screening service for breast cancer symptoms. Um, so I would have gone into that system and within two weeks I'd had a diagnosis. Because I was diagnosed in pregnancy, they can't actually stage your cancer at that stage. Um, so I had to wait until Rosha was, I think, about four months old before I knew that I was fortunate enough that I had stage three and not stage four cancer. Um, so it was, it was quite a, a traumatic time. Can't imagine, Erica. That's an it's an awful lot to swallow um, d- during your pregnancy. Yeah, of course. And and Rosa is our, our first and only little baby, so we were gearing up for this amazing time, and then we ended up having a very different time than yeah. we had planned. Um, you were induced, and and you had your your little baby. Um, and like in in what is a really I can only imagine like such a difficult emotional time, and and then you have to contend with all that goes with the cancer diagnosis, um, Erica. Yeah, exactly. It was very tough. And and luckily, we had a lot of amazing friends and family for support. Um, But that didn't really change how sick I was. You know, I was very sick from chemo. I had a lot of days where I I couldn't get out of bed because I was in such pain from some of the drugs I was on and some of the symptoms I had. Um, So I physically, mentally, and I guess even psychologically, 
didn't have the capacity to care for Rosha fully. Um, a couple of my sisters were there all the time. My husband eventually had to take some carers leave when when COVID hit as well, just to to help me out because I I just couldn't mind her the way I wanted to or the way I intended to. The the, the cancer um, diagnosis in in terms of. Uh, the surgery and and the chemotherapy and and all that goes with the actual the, the treatment, Erica. How long did that take, or what was the timeline around that? Um, so I guess diagnosed in September nineteen, and then I came to the end of my well, I'm not at the end of my surgeries, but I came to the end of chemo and radiation by the start of May twenty twenty. So you're kind of they always say in the, in the oncology world that you're really looking at a six-month window. Um, and I guess I was extremely unlucky that that's just exactly what overlapped mm. with my maternity leave. Um, so I think I finished my treatment and a week later, my maternity leave was up. Um, so I guess you could say I, I did feel very robbed of my maternity leave. Yeah. And that's an um, important time, Erica, you know, for, for your yeah. emotion. Absolutely. And I mean, don't get me wrong, we did, there were some positive days as well, and we still, we laughed through it. But, um, you know, it just wasn't what we intended, and I would have loved to be able to bank that leave for a time when I felt better, um, and I could do a lot more with her. Like, just the simple things, like going for coffee with other moms, or going to water babies. Like, I I wasn't looking for much, and just a little bit of normality. So if I if I was given the, I, I'm going to call it a privilege, but it's not. I think it's a fundamental right um, that you should have that time again when you feel better. It w- was the expectation that when you, you know, finished your, your treatment and, and you felt well, um, as you said, that coincided with the end, basically, of your maternity leave, was, was I suppose, the expectation then that you just returned to work or was there an opportunity to take unpaid leave even, Erica, at that stage? Yeah, so the other injustice here would be, um, so normally you get the 26 weeks kind of statutory maternity leave and then every woman in Ireland has the option to take 16 weeks additional leave. But because I wasn't ready to work, I mean, I was really sick, I was bald, I couldn't hardly walk to the shop, let alone return to work. So I had to go on illness benefit again, um, which meant that I actually had to give up those 16 weeks of additional unpaid leave too. So we kind of, myself and women like me, we find ourselves in a situation where we're just so much worse off than, than anybody who's gone through a normal maternity leave. Mm, absolutely. And well, like you've basically had no maternity leave. Um, I don't think I had at the no. time. No. Because, well, no. like, I mean, just from talking to you here today, Erica, like if if you got the diagnosis and your whole maternity leave was scooped up in 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 dealing with and, and fighting through and going through treatment. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, most of my trips out, and um, this sounds very dramatic, but you know, it was to get a wig fitted, or it was to the I hospital, well believe it. Yeah. or to a checkup. It wasn't the the nice experience I just no. hoped for. And you know, another reason that this is really, really important to me and to women like me. Very often, when you experience a diagnosis during pregnancy, it has huge issues on fertility. So very often, this is actually the only maternity leave we'll have. So that's just another reason why it's just so yeah. important that we that we postpone it and we get what we deserve after what we've been through. The the the, the leave our leave campaign and I, I mentioned it's been launched outside Leinster House today. Like I suppose it's really until you're in the situation, Erica. A lot of people mightn't have been aware, you know, that your experience is is actually it's the case and it's the case of many women across Ireland. 
Yeah, yeah. So we've we've crunched the numbers uh, myself together with the Irish Cancer Society, and there will be sixty women who face this every year. Like that's an incredible uh, figure, Erica. Sixty yeah, women, so, like. Yeah, yeah, that's for that's for all cancers. So, uh, one in a thousand women will experience this um, in some shape or form during a pregnancy. Yeah. So it is quite staggering, um, not something that would really be on your radar no. um, unless it happened to you or someone that you know. Um, but, you know, the, the gr- degrees of separation in Ireland, we probably yeah. do all know yeah. someone who it has and, happened to. And, 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 and I suppose where, where a lot of people and, and where, I, where I can, you know, empathise with you is that I think even if you were to know somebody who has gone through a cancer treatment or has gone through breast cancer treatment, you know, the, you know even without... Um, coinciding that with a maternity leave at the same time and having just had a baby and the emotion and all that goes through that like even just watching somebody going through a breast cancer diagnosis and subsequent tre- treatment like it's it's a huge emotional journey that people go through over as you say often six to nine month period in itself as well so I can't yeah. imagine marrying the two um, Yeah and, and, and I guess I guess Andrea that's what's hard to kind of reconcile as well is that hugely happy life events to have a baby especially your first baby so you've got huge positives on one side and then in the other corner you're kind of thinking am I going to live through this you know um so that's really why we're doing this campaign to just we can't do a lot you know if someone unfortunately experiences this you can't avoid the treatment you can't avoid certain aspects of it but this is one thing we can change and I know from having gone through it that it would have made a huge difference to me even just the peace of mind of knowing yeah. that I would have banked time to enjoy Rosha fully and, when I felt up to it. And just the, to know that you have the support of the, the state, you know, I, I yeah. suppose that there is yeah. well behind you. Um, the Director of Advocacy with the Irish Cancer Society, Rachel Morrow, is with us as well, Erica, on the line. Like, Rachel, in listening to Erica, um, while 60 women seems like an awful lot and it, and it is a staggering stat to think that 60 women who are pregnant are going to go through a cancer diagnosis this year. Like, it's hard to think that we, we couldn't do something to facilitate the 60 people we're talking about. Yeah, like when you think about it, it's over a woman a week. Um, and what we want to do with, with Erica and the other women who are affected is highlight the the, the plight um, faced by people who are diagnosed with cancer or any other serious disease during pregnancy or um, on their maternity leave. And as Erica has, has so well explained, the current legislation doesn't enable them to postpone their leave while they undergo the gruelling life-saving treatment um, for cancer. And like Eric has said, it means that instead of bonding with their baby and becoming accustomed to being a new mom, um, actually these women are in and out of hospitals, they're trying to save their own lives and finding that there's no way for them to pause and then restart their maternity leave once cancer treatment is over. So we're appealing to politicians today and particularly the minister responsible, who's um, Roderick O'Corman, um, to make this amendment to the legislation so that women like Erica are able to, after they've received cancer treatment, enjoy maternity leave and bond with their baby. Would this affect, actually, just on a slightly um, separate note, Rachel, would it affect paternity leave in the same way? 
No, and I feel quite strongly that we should at least have a standardised approach to maternity and paternity leave. So if you are a man, you are able to benefit from two weeks paternity leave um, when you have a, a child. But if you are ill before your paternity leave starts, you're actually able to postpone it. So what we need to do is to ensure that women have the, the same advantage and or, you know, if, if they become ill, that they're able to delay their maternity leave as well. And I don't think, you know, there's a, an intentional disadvantage, um, but it does exist and it's something that needs to be addressed. I'd imagine, Rachel, that most people, just even in listening to Erica's story today, wouldn't be aware that this is the situation. It's that's exactly the the thing that you only come across this when you're in the circumstances yourself. And Erica has described how vulnerable and traumatized she was when you're faced with that that happy and positive experience mm-hmm. of having a baby, and then that devastating diagnosis and then on top of that for all that turmoil for that to be compounded um, by the fact that you actually can't um, delay your maternity leave it's just a tragic situation and it's something that we really really do want addressed and we want it addressed urgently. So it's, it's to, I suppose it's really Erica in your case it would be to have, have um, gone on uh, illness benefit effectively in the initial stage and then to subsequently to have the maternity leave. Exactly. I mean, that would be the hope. Um, And I guess whatever the the legalistic mechanism to make that happen, whether it's adding on additional weeks, whether it's, you know, postponing, that needs to be be, um, worked out. But we just essentially want to bank that leave or extend Mm. it would be be the real hope. Yeah. What's the situation, Rachel, um, with employers? I'm just thinking of those that are you know, that maybe that are not within the civil service sector, but just employees and companies. Like, what's the response from businesses to this? I think that lots of businesses wouldn't be aware, to be honest. Um, And this issue was highlighted um, as part of a report that the Irish Cancer Society carried out with the ESRI in terms of people's um, experience of returning to work after cancer diagnosis. So this kind of bubbled up through that. So I think that part of it, you know, is about awareness amongst employers and doing what they can to support people to returning to the workplace. But really what this needs is attention at government level so that everybody has the same experience and that will require an amendment to the legislation. Are you confident it'll happen? I hope that it will. Like I said, I don't think that it's intentional. I think that it's an anomaly that needs to be addressed, but it does mean that um, we're going to be briefing all the political parties to make sure that there is a um, a cross-party support for the campaign, which which I hope there will. And Mm. again, I hope that the minister um, will will act swiftly now that he's aware um, that the situation exists. Why? Just to clarify something for me, Rachel, why does it fall under Roderick O'Gorman's department and not health? Um, I'm not sure. I, don't, I, I actually had, had thought it might be social protection, but um, it, it's he's equality, isn't he? He's equality and uh, disability. Children, children and yeah, equality, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Erica, before I let you go, listen. How are you doing at the moment? Like, how are you keeping? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I'm actually still out of work on illness leave as it stands. Um, I still, I still have one more surgery to do, and then I'll be returning to the world of work. Yeah. Um, in about six, eight weeks' time. Okay. So doing a hell of a lot better than I was in 2019 and 2020 um, and yeah I guess I won't benefit from this campaign but it's really just to help those who follow mm. um, and face this scenario and that's the 
I guess, why we're striving to, to get it changed yeah. for those women. Well, listen, yeah. fair play to, for, to you for uh, speaking out. And, and, and unfortunately, as you say, you know firsthand um, all of the difficulties associated with the cancer diagnosis during pregnancy. Uh, glad to hear you're keeping well. Best of luck with the surgery and mind yourself, Erica. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah, Thank you. No Thanks problem at all. Us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.